You are listening to the Weight Loss and Wellness for Real podcast with Heather Heinen, licensed professional therapist, mental health. Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. Hope you're all doing well today. We're going to talk today about urges, specifically food urges, and how to lower the frequency and the intensity of an urge and how to move through them without eating. So one theme that constantly comes up for me with when I'm working with clients um, are urges, their food urges, or sometimes drink urges. And urges are like the emotional cocktail, the, the sensation that we feel in our bodies when desire is felt. So when I'm working with clients working on disordered eating patterns or overeating or trying to lose weight, the examples that often come up um, are things like this. I'll, I'll hear things like, I do great all day and then evening comes and even though I'm not hungry, I'm just compelled to eat more or to drink more. Um, something else that I hear, something like, uh, I feel this immediate need to get the chips into my mouth as soon as possible, or I have this really strong need to just eat even though I'm full or even stuffed. So if you can relate to some of that, this this podcast is for you. An urge to eat is a little different than a craving. So if you think about it, a craving is typically for a specific food. So something, you know, when you crave something, it's like, oh, I just want to taste chocolate right now, or I really want something salty. So typically a craving is for a specific food. An urge is a little different. An urge is an actual sensation, a a feeling, a sensation within our body, like a feeling that compels us to behave in a specific way. It, It really, an urge moves us into action. So in this case, to overeat or overdrink. An an urge is also a little different than an impulse in that an impulse lacks that temporal pressure, like it lacks that time factor. So that time factor involved with urges functions by, you know, kind of creating that psychological stress on us. Um, it, It really makes us kind of double up our efforts in order to get rid of the annoying feeling or of that annoyance, that that um, restless sensation, we want to get rid of it as soon as possible. And and urges are cyclical. Uh, fulfilling that urge really only brings momentary relief. Pretty soon they will happen again. So they feel insatiable and I guess I would say unlimited. When we're experience them, experiencing them, they feel like, you know, we can't quell them. We can't, we're not going to be able to do this without taking action to make it go away. And they do tend, you know, to come back, come back, come back, come back. So that unlimited idea. If you identify with an urge, it will dominate you. If you don't identify with an urge, you can dominate it. So an example of that, do you tell yourself you have no control over the urge? 
If you say things to yourself like that, I have no control over this, I'm always going to feel this, I'm going to always have to deal with this, then you are identifying with it. You're, you're seeing it as a part of yourself. Remember that um, identity that we talk about, you know, belief, identity, thoughts, feelings, behaviors. So we're looking to kind of back up from that. We do not want to identify with it. When we see it as not part of us or like a flaw in ourselves, when we can step back, watch it, recognize we can manage it, then we are not identifying with it and we can begin to tell ourselves the truth. I do have control and I make the decision to take control over urges. So shifting that self-talk a little bit begins to open up that space for us to begin to take control over urges. Okay, let's let's go back to the think-feel-act cycle, the think-feel-behavior cycle. We have a thought like, I want ice cream which produces desire, which is the feeling. And what comes along with that feeling is a sensation. Remember the little chemical cocktail sensation. And that is the urge. And so we have the urge to eat the ice cream. Sometimes we may not even realize we're having a thought or feeling creating the urge because they happen so fast and so intensely. We just kind of have that um, angsty, restless, urgy feeling. And we just want to act to get rid of it. So a lot of times it's just unconscious even. So the urge drives us to eat and the urge's job is to move us into action. So if you tend to overeat or binge or think about food all the time, want and desire food, or we're always, when I say food, we're also talking about drink, by the way. Um, Many of us overeat simply because we experience the urges. Urges are so uncomfortable for so many of us, so we eat to quell the urge, to to feel better, to make the urge, you know, the uncomfortable sensations go away. We eat just to make it stop. It's important to understand that urges are a pattern or a habit of the brain. So at one time, for whatever reason, and there are many, many reasons that each person experiences you know, almost everyone may have a different reason for why we have this pattern of urges or this habit of the brain. But at one time, for whatever reason, you had a thought that created that desire feeling and the brain created the urge to move you into a behavior. So in this case, we're talking about the act of eating. This act of eating then, because you performed the behavior of eating, stopped the uncomfortable urge And there was momentary relief. And at this point, your brain realized that, oh, when I send up that urge feeling, my human behaves by eating and oh my goodness, that feels so good. Dopamine hits all over the place. Since that felt so good and we felt relief, if even for just a moment, I'm going to throw up more of those urges so I can feel that dopamine hit again and again. And now that habit or pattern of urges popping up every evening while you relax on the couch or because you had a stressful day, your brain knows just what to do. Produce the urge to make you eat or drink and gain momentary relaxation and relief. And so the pattern, the habit continues. So that's kind of how an urge or that that urge pattern gets started. Typically, an urge only lasts about 90 seconds. Now, if you want to wait it out, the urge may come back again. That's true. But again, it will usually calm down in about 90 seconds. 
urges always end. They always end. They end by either eating or waiting it out. Either way, they end. So you can eat to end it or you can wait it out to end it. Both ways end the urge. So when we give in to an urge through eating, we are going to have to work harder the next time as the habit or pattern um, you know, becomes more and more ingrained over time in our brain. So I like to think of urges like waves. Imagine waves building and building. They peak and then they subside and they build and then they fall. Urges are just like this. If you really stop and pay attention to an urge, you will experience this. this. They build, they peak, and then they dissipate. They build, they get strong, and then they back off. They come and they go. Visualizing your urge as a wave can be really helpful, by the way. So our goal here is to burn through an urge, to burn it out, to sit back, to watch the wave come and go. Remember, you can make an urge end by eating or by waiting it out. Either way, it ends. So if we choose to wait out the urge and we quit rewarding the urge with food, the urge eventually extinguishes. And this is real um, science-based, typical behavioral uh, strategy, behavioral theory. Um, We know this works. So it's really good for us to understand that there are ways to eventually extinguish the urge. The the brain does start lessening the frequency and the intensity of the urge because it's no longer getting the reward it wants. It's not getting that dopamine hit. Now, there are more neurotransmitters and hormones and everything involved, but just saying dopamine is, yeah, at this point, that's all we really need to be talking about. We're not going any deeper here. Um, But that dopamine makes us feel so good and the brain craves it, wants it. So it's going to throw up more and more urges to make you behave in a way to eat, to get it. But when we wait it out, we create what I call a brain pattern interrupt. We, We begin to extinguish the habit. And actually, if you think about this, we do this all the time. Um, So here's an example. You get told off by your boss at work and you think to yourself, this guy is such a jerk. You feel angry and you feel an urge to flip him off before he leaves your office or tell him off, yell back at him. But do you? I mean, most of us don't because we have a goal beyond flipping him off in that moment. We have a goal beyond fulfilling the urge in that moment. We want to keep our job. We want a paycheck. We need to provide for a family. We hold a value of not behaving in that way. All of these underlying compelling reasons keep us from behaving on the urge or acting on the urge. So no matter how pissed off you are, no matter how strong that urge to flip him or her off or tell him or her off, we don't do it in the moment. And some time passes and after some time passes, that strong urge passes. That's the peak of the wave, and then it starts to dissipate. Thinking of examples like this for yourself and where you feel other urges and how you don't act on them can really give you the confidence that you can also work to move through the eating, drinking urge without giving into it. Many clients, then I will hear from them say things like, yeah, but I thought it, I wasn't supposed to get into restriction mentality or deprivation mentality. And this is, this is true. 
But working on moving through an urge is not about food restriction or a deprivation diet. And so let's just have a little bit of a reality check here. If in these moments we are thinking we are deprived or restricted, then the reality is our brain is lying to us. Think about it. There really are people on this planet who are truly deprived, who are truly hungry. And if they were to witness the situation with us, would they agree that we're deprived or restricted? Um, I'm, I'm thinking not. So we are learning to catch our brains in its lies and tell ourselves the truth instead. When most of us experience an urge, and if we have some pounds to lose, we're really not in reality deprived. So we need to learn how to be faced with a food that we really, really want in the moment, but know that if we eat it, we'll not feel, we won't feel good, um, either physically afterwards or mentally, emotionally afterwards. We have to learn how to be faced in the moment with that food and not eat it. And this is not restriction or deprivation. We deprive and restrict ourselves from immediate wants and desires often with other things in life. And we really can do it with food as well. Without getting into diet restriction mentality or deprivation mentality. So when we give in to these moments, to the urges, what we are depriving and restricting ourselves of are our goals, our pride, our self-worth, um, integrity with ourselves, <clears throat> our accomplishments. So it's not about depriving ourselves of food. In these moments, when we give in, it's about depriving ourselves of our goals and dreams. When we sit through our urges, we deprive ourselves of self-loathing, shame, going behind our own backs, cheating on ourselves, depriving ourselves of being disappointed with not following through on our plan. We're depriving ourselves of weight gain. So the way I like to think about this is really choosing wisely where you want to feel deprived in life. Do you want to feel deprived from the food in the moment? Or do you want to feel deprived of your health goals and dreams? It really is starting to tune in to that truth talk that can be very helpful to start working through urges and therefore lessening them. Okay, so protocol for sitting through an urge and also a practical strategy for you to work on this week. I want you to set a timer for two minutes. Tell yourself, you'll sit through the urge for two minutes. And if after that, you are still compelled to eat the thing, you'll eat the thing. That's why this isn't about restriction or deprivation. You can still eat the thing, but you're going to sit for two minutes and feel the urge. And after that, if you still want it, you can have it. And you want to tell yourself that because you don't want to set yourself up for that deprivation, that restriction mentality. During these two minutes, this is the biggie, you guys. This is really, really important to make sure that this is gonna work for you. During this time, you're not allowed to self-loathe or to judge yourself. And it doesn't work if you sit there and shame yourself about experiencing the urge or wanting the food. This is simply, remind yourself, simply a habit of the brain. There's nothing wrong with you. This is normal stuff. Lots of people deal with this. You are training yourself right now to not want the thing. And if you sit and judge or shame yourself during the process, seriously, you're wasting your time. Don't even do it. Just 
given to the urge, you know, you're not at a place where you're ready for this. You really have to make an agreement with yourself not to sit in shame or judgment when you do this, not during this exercise. So no judgment. Instead, while you sit for these two minutes, I want you to first ask yourself, what am I trying to solve for here? So really an urge means that our brain is trying to solve for something. So here's some ideas. Is it just that I want it and don't want to say no? Honestly, it can be as simple as that. It can simply be, you just want the food and don't want to say no. Or is it because I'm thinking of my stressful day and want to shut that down? Have I been berating myself all day and want to find a little relief? Is it is this urge that my brain is throwing up just solving for my habit of eating ice cream while watching Netflix? It can be as simple as that. Okay, next step, tell the truth. Speak this out loud or write it down. The only reason I will overeat is because I choose to give in to a feeling. It's not because of stress at work or the, maybe the argument I had with my wife or husband or child. It is because from these things, I think certain things that create the feelings and the urge. If I give in to this urge or feeling, it is because I made that decision. The only thing that causes me to overeat is me. Remember, this is done without self-judgment. This is just a simple way to give some neutral facts to give ourselves in these moments. So speaking the truth in these moments is so important because it consciously and even subconsciously gives us all the control. When we speak the truth to ourselves, I make this decision. Whether I decide to eat or not, it is my decision. It gives us all the control, the power. We have a sense of empowerment. It teaches our brain we are in control and we make decisions for us. And whether we choose to eat the food or not, we still want to give ourselves that sense of empowerment. I am in control. I make the decisions. Because what you will find is over time, when you truth talk like that to yourself, you will experience less urges, less frequency in them, less intensity in them because you're kind of reprogramming your brain, teaching it, I'm the one in control. I make the decisions. So it's really important to tell ourselves the truth. And finally, in these two minutes, write out or you can memorize one or two things you're going to say to yourself to keep you in the mindset you want to get into in order to hit your goals. So maybe something like, When I say no to this urge, I get to say yes to feeling amazing later. I get to say yes to my goals of weight loss. I get to say yes to self-love and authenticity and pride. When I ride out this urge, I am going to feel energetic. I will feel proud of myself and I'm that much closer to my weight loss goal. So following this protocol, you know, taking the two minutes, telling the truth, asking yourself, what is this solving for? And finally, writing out the sentences or telling telling yourself the sentences you've memorized. You know, what that really does is help give you some space, again, between, we talked about this in the last episode, between the urge and the behavior. And here's the thing, following this protocol, it's, it's not It's not going to work all the time or immediately. This again, I mean, this is over and over and over. You guys are sick of hearing this, I'm sure. But the truth is, this is a practice. This is a daily 
practice. You may still eat or drink to quell the urge, and that is okay. That's okay. But the more you employ something like this during an urge, the less you will do it. You will find that the more you do this, the less your brain conjures up the urge feeling in the first place. And you're going to find feeling the urge and moving through it gets easier and easier. So the intensity lessens. There is so much freedom that comes from this practice practice, and um, it really is worth it. It really is worth it to get to experience that food freedom, that feeling of authenticity and pride in yourself. Um, and even when you do give into the urge, you know, there may be a little disappointment there, but the practice of this helps you move into not shaming yourself and not going into self-judgment. And we know when we shame and self-judge, typically then we're having more urges to overeat and eat all the things. So this practice, whether you eat or don't eat through an urge, the practice of sitting through it for two minutes and doing this thing, either way, whatever the outcome really does help you in the long run, lessen the urges and intensity and frequency. Remember our brain argues for the habits it has. So it's going to put up a fight to keep the habits it already has. You have to start to become the director of your mind. Your job is to teach your brain how you want it to think so that you can experience the feelings that you want to feel that help you move into the patterns of behaviors and habits you want in order to reach your goals and your dreams. So there is a lot more that can go into reprogramming urges. Urges. I work a little deeper with my clients on using other pattern interrupt protocols. Um, we talk about more and get more in depth of the whys and the wheres of, of where and why urges get started and where they come from. So can we, we can begin to work on those areas to help lessen the urges as well as incorporating specific foods and macro ratios that also help tone down urges for overeating. There are some foods for certain people um, and a way of eating specific foods and sometimes even timing of foods for some people that really help quell the urges as well. So we do a lot of work on that. You know, we work to create urge protocols specific to the individual and their personal life circumstances, really creating some nuanced plans that work for them. What I talked about um, everything before is the beginning. It's a start. So I'd really love for you to give it a try and experience for yourself that freedom feeling that comes with managing urges. If you found anything useful from this episode, would you please take the time to subscribe to this podcast? Um, I'm on a schedule of releasing podcasts once a week, usually every Sunday morning. And then also once you're there, if you would give a five-star review, if you feel that's deserved, I, I would really appreciate it. When you subscribe, um, it really helps me keep the episodes rolling out and continuing to share information like this from this platform. And if you've already subscribed, thank you for supporting this podcast and for sharing this space with me, for listening. And remember to thank your own self for being willing to consider making small changes in your life and to get you closer to your goals and dreams.
Head over to my social media for more resources. Instagram is Heinen Counseling and Coaching, Heinen spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. Feel free to message me there with questions that I will include in future episodes. I also have a recipes only page for high protein recipes at Peak Protein Recipes. Peak is spelled P-E-A-K. You can head there for some resources on healthy, high protein foods. And if you keep listening right now, you're going to get some more info on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. It's, it's where you get the actual structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support and coaching behind all the information I'm putting out there to help you lose your weight for good, for life, to improve your health and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode And then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 